0: Lads, we're back. Hello. Hello, guys. Hey, hockey. The regular season has started, guys, and I think it's been very fun to start.
1: A fun mixed uh-huh. bag. That that That's a way to put it.
0: Um, Alex, come on. What, what are those mixed vibes that you're getting here? We'll talk has about do with, it. Does this have to do with the Leafs goaltending at the moment?
2: No.
0: I think there's a bit of sketch going on there. I won't lie. I think it's a bit sketchy, a, a bit spooky oh that's going God. on with Matt Murray.
2: All right i The cap controversy. Events. All yes. right, this is I what mean, we're gonna do.
0: I don't know how it only it took a couple of hours to determine somebody with you. Oh, just a quick groin thing, and then oh, God, four week Cavile. Oh, we can get Nick Robertson. Uh, I don't know. This is a little sketchy. Okay, it's a little sketchy. That's um, I feel bad do. for Matt
2: Murray though. I, I think they should check Shea him. Weber again.
0: Um, I, right. I he's not on Montreal anymore, so I don't care. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, you know, uh, thanks for Dodonov, even though he nearly cost him in that Leafs game. Um, but yeah. So before we start, though, by the way,
2: Afghani Denanov,
0: of course. Yeah, yes.
2: Before we start, though, I just like to say, uh, it was a good week, Adam. I'll gladly take the W in fantasy hockey.
0: Um, I am I am disappointed that (laughs) I needed a big performance in that Flames game last night. I I thought leading up to it, if I have any chance of winning the week. I basically need Jacob Markstrom to blank the Oilers. And I'm like, I have faith in him, despite what happened last year. And then I see that Daryl Sutter decides to start Dan Vladar. Now, the Flames won the game, so I can't really complain. But, yeah, um, that's a tough loss for me in the first week. I was, I'm was, i not happy about that. Nikita Kucherov I was a bit of a disappointment. So was Roman Yossi. Those were my two big horses. And obviously, Markstrom was my other big horse, um, and they were kind of disappointing. I can't have a, a week where both Bennington and Knight get me a win, and then the big guys disappoint. That's not good enough for me. Uh,
2: I'd like to thank Sidney uh, Crosby and Connor McDavid for their, <laughs> for their yeah. big weeks and getting literally 25% of my points.
0: Yeah, no, that was insane looking at yeah. it. Like your point ratio, McDavid was at 43, Crosby at 38.5. <laughs> my goalie that is, did
2: absolutely nothing for me this week.
0: The fact that Crosby fell to you makes me so angry. <laughs> I don't know how, how the league didn't... Think if I was in a different position in that thing, he would not have it's ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous.
1: Well my oh is insane. I you know, I lost love. I lost by two points to Mike.
0: That's oh. not good. You know why? You know why?
1: why? Mark uh, John Gibson was a minus nine in fan points last night.
2: <laughs> this minus 15 for a loss is ridiculous. <laughs> see,
0: so- you, you know what? I feel really bad, Daniel, because do you know what? If we hadn't made that Nick Suzuki trade and you still had him, yeah, you probably would have won the week. So okay. I do apologize for that. Um, but anyway, that's not looking good. Um, but anyway, wait, who's
2: Mike, uh, please. just sorry, I just went to go look at the names. I saw someone change their name. Who's Uri Engval? That's
0: Will Christoph. Oh,
2: okay. okay.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Who's PD Revenge season?
0: I think that's Scott Dawson. Okay. I'm because he is the Canucks fan. So who yeah.
1: starts at, so like, at the dome?
0: That is Will Baldwin. Oh, okay. Starts at the dome. I think he has one of the better names in the league. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. No, we we have, uh, yeah. The, that league is mostly people who have been on the show, by the way. Not all of them, uh, because so, some people are uh, don't respond back to people. Um, kind of like Mike Stevens, when we first asked him to come on the show all these years ago, he said he'd come on and he ghosted us. Uh, and then he complained about an opening ceremony that had nothing actually to do with him because opening ceremonies are not for reporters. They're for the fans, especially the fans in the building. Anyway, exactly. We'll get let's later.
2: get you. Want, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Okay. I have some. I then. have some thoughts.
0: OK, so obviously there was a lot going on about Montreal's home opener. Yes, I was at the game. Of course, I always go to them. And it was the first opener I've been to that actually won. So a lot was being made that the ceremony was long. Okay, wait,
2: wait, wait. Before before we get there, who was it? Because I listened to about everyone, and it was really the you know what's on Twitter. Let like so, let's let's clarify who it was because I don't want to like throw that shade at Friedman, Merrick, and those guys because it wasn't no, no. them.
0: The first person I saw and he had a whole thread about it, and I didn't yeah. see this until the first intermission was Mike Stevens. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw. Um, then I saw JD Bunkis had a bunch of it. I'm like, hold on. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, hold on a minute. First off, and I'm not saying this is like leaf bias thing, but those are leaf reporters, obviously. Sure. Listen, listen. Okay. I'm gonna give you a perspective that's being lost here. Um and Chris Johnson made a little like thing at it. Um Julian McKenzie, former Habs, you know, um, guy covered them for the athletic and that, obviously, sort of even poked fun at it. Listen. Those ceremonies, first off, I don't I think a lot of people were missing the point. The scratch who were in, who were introduced from Montreal. Okay, I don't think anyone's complaining that Carrie Price got his moment. I want to talk about no. that a little later. Um, okay, let's look at the other scratches. Mike Matheson, who is hurt and is a regular in the lineup, as we know. That's a top pair defenseman for Pittsburgh last year. Joel Armia, an everyday NHLer who was out for four weeks with an injury. Um Jonathan Druin, who everyone seems to forget isn't sorry, at the time, wasn't actually 100% healthy. Everyone was throwing around healthy scratch. The reason Jonathan Drew didn't start the season is because he got sick in the middle of training camp and he was still catching up. Okay, but Jonathan Drew, normally an everyday player, right? Uh, Joel Edmondson, everyday player, one of the leadership group members. Paul Byron, had an A all of the past couple of years. Oh, guess what? Is out for basically the season with his hip injury. So actually, all the scratches are normal roster members. And I know people were giving crap. They were announcing all the equipment managers and that, right? I think it's nice to give them a moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just think it's 100%. a nice moment. Yeah. Um, that's just me. Okay, listen. That I I believe home openers are for. I didn't see Habs fans complaining about that ceremony. Um, I think home openers are for the fans in attendance. Um, hundred percent. And you know, guess what? As as a Habs fan who was there for that ceremony, I loved it. Um, you know, and I think that's all that matters. Like, and poking fun at the torch. I'm like, have you never seen a hat? Like, here's the thing. Don't watch it. You know, every now, year. It's I, I, disagree.
2: I disagree. I okay. disagree. The, the the issue I have with, with it is, and the Leafs did this too. And like, and I don't know about the other home openers is, if you're t- if you're saying the game st- and this is my biggest pet peeve yep. as someone who watches soccer when they say the go- game starts at noon the game mm-hmm. starts at noon if the game starts at one yep. the game starts at one and yep. like they've been doing this the nhl has been doing this for years and they're not the only sports league to do it yep. baseball does it man pitches at 707 i don't understand why it's 707 but it's freaking 707 if you're saying the game starts at seven start the damn game at seven so Either put it on before, scrap the pregame show, because it's one pregame show a year. You don't have to lose your mind over it. like sports and NTSN, no reason to lose your mind over it. Mm-hmm. Then start the game at seven. That's my that's my biggest pet peeve of all. I, I can mean, I can like,
0: agree with that. I'll consider that name. point because you also know I am a big fan of drop the damn puck. Like yeah, I think we are yeah, all like, sort of like that.
2: I'll go. I'll, man. If you tell me to go and sit my seat at six thirty on Thursday at the Leafs home opener, I'll sit in my seat and watch that. Uh, watch the pregame the pregame ceremony. But don't tell me to sit in my seat at seven thirty and then start the game at like almost eight o'clock. That's funny. Issue. That's
1: funny because um I went to. Do you guys know drums and flats? No. No. Okay. It's a place on Avenue Road. Pretty good chicken wings. I, I'll bring you guys there one time. I went there with a few friends to watch the opener. Uh fun fact, one of my friends has the what's well, a player t shirt of Colton Orr. He wore that. Uh, good
0: lord. <laughs> that's a good one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Uh good but one. yeah, I what I mean. It was it was very long. We really did think it was gonna start earlier. Um just kind of a tongue in cheek thing, but I had to order twice at the restaurant. I had to order food twice because it was so long
2: that like that's my that's my only thing is like just don't tell me to sit in my seat at seven o'clock that's Mm -hmm. when the game's gonna start but like that's just my general thing that's my worst thing with hockey but i do agree with
0: you like plus the thing with the torch it hasn't been in the home opener for a couple of years i think there's a nice symbolic thing to first year is captain for nick suzuki shea weber is gone Paul Byron is basically gone. Carey Price, it seems, has said goodbye in a way. I think it was a nice moment to have it there, especially with the young rookies that were playing that game too. Like Slavkovsky was beaming with a smile. I thought that was so nice. I just think it's like if if and even Mike Stevens was making sort of digs at it, even when the least home opener happened. And I'm like, if your biggest talking point of that game coming out of it continues to be the ceremony i know mike stevens is is sort of a like a he's a more comedic sort of guy compared to other uh media members which is refreshing it's just like dude it's just
2: get over it
0: yeah it's just okay keep making your dick like it's one night a year this happens for for that specific team is it rough the first week when maybe you're not obviously a fan of that team and you're kind of watching the home opener going, okay, let's let's get it there. Like, when you've watched four or five, because there's some teams that start later, like St. Louis's home opener was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Gets a little annoying, I'm guessing, but, like, the Bell Center, too. How do you not enjoy the energy there? And that home opener was loud, too. It was loud. So, just relax, man.
2: Did they not do it because... Last year, there was no fans to start, and the year before, there was no fans practically the entire year.
0: Well, it's it's always sort of what do you mean exactly why they didn't the, use the torch?
2: You, the torch? Yeah, yeah.
0: I would believe you, I would believe you, but I still trying think it's
2: time. No, no, I'm trying to mm. time because I remember, yeah, yeah, 2019. I remember 2020, well, sorry, 2020, i 2019, 20. I remember 2020, I, I don't remember at all.
0: Yeah, but, I know that's. 2020, I don't think anyone... Even was that was, like, seven insane. years, years ago. Like, I'm it's trying God to was.
2: piece it together. It must be that. Like, I'm trying to piece together the res- when the restrictions were and stuff. Mm. So I that would make
0: sense, it. yeah. It, it would
1: sounds mm. right. I, I like it. So, for me, I like the tradition. I, You know with me, I always love everything rooted in tradition. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, other than, like, the time thing, which was, for me, just an inconvenience, not so much of a disagreement. I like that they introduced every player, like... If we're gonna use baseballs, another example. When I went to Game One of the Wild Card Series, they introduced Hunjin Ryu, who hasn't played since May. Mm-hmm. The guy just had Tommy John, had Tommy John surgery, and he was on the roster. They named a bunch of guys that didn't even play; they weren't even on the actual like playoff roster, and they were introduced. But when we mentioned the torch thing too, like I you you've mentioned it so many times, Adam. How it's just it's part of the culture there. It's part of the tradition with the habs like i had no problem at all with it
0: it's just people say it's corny i'm just like guys like there's literally so the torch they use isn't actually the original one the original one is actually in a case in the alumni room in the bell center right so like that's how big of a deal it is like it, corny like man it's again i said this before it's very difficult to describe the feeling of the bell center without being there But there is hype when they lower that torch and the flame goes out on the ice. It's just, it's awesome. It's so cool. You can't,
2: you don't, you can't understand that if you're not there. Like again, like you, I think you hit it perfectly before when you said these things are for people who are in the building. Mm -hmm. Like you, like. Which is to me, I don't like. I don't understand why they show it on TV. To be honest, like you don't, you don't get anywhere near the same understanding of what's going on in that building when you're sitting on on the couch. Like I just, it's. I understand why they show it on TV, but I think it loses so much of its of of its meaning when you're watching it on a television compared to when you're there.
1: Yes. Okay, so do you recommend I go to? Because I've only been to a Blue Jays and a Raptors see hoping home opener i've never mm-hmm. been to a leafs home opener mm-hmm. i've been to a marley's home opener but not a leafs home opener. sure like it's good it's cool to be there like
2: i it's nice to be there but if you're watching it on tv again like
0: uh, not the same mm-hmm. it's um listen they're fun experiences they're they're yeah. really really fun especially like new guys and that like you saw like the, again the experience of like Arbor Jack guy and all that type of stuff Sokovski happy about it those are just those are cool moments. it's always nice to see it's a first chance to welcome new players right mm-hmm. I just think it's it's I love home openers they're my favorite sort of and it's sort of like you're holding it all summer the excitement to see your team again and you' sort of you let it out um listen this is a team that finished last last year and mm-hmm. then you sort of look at the energy in the building for that game. I mean, it sort of speaks for itself, right? right. Um. Anyways, sort of the magic of sports. Alex, quick, you want to uh, you... sorry. No worries. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna actually ask that as well. Like, I was oh, gonna yeah. say, quick thing: what jerseys did you guys wear to the, your respective home openers?
0: Cole Caulfield.
1: Okay, Alex, uh, you... John Tavares. All right, A or C? A. Hey, okay. I don't have C. You got the rare one-year jersey. Yeah,
2: yeah, I didn't. I got that jersey his first year. You were- actually it was a it was to be honest it was a blank jersey, and I mm-hmm. wanted to put someone on it. And I'm like, who's gonna be here for a while? And then I had this Matthews one at the time, and I'm like, I Martin
1: Marinson Oh, I'm like you're gonna smash the glass in- no, and no, and I'm like, I'm then I'm like, because <laughs> the like, I, I have, yeah, yeah. Well, when Matthews Blanton, gets
0: named yeah. when 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 Matthews gets named captain, eventually that's when you have to smash it open. And be like, all right, we got to get the seal on this.
2: I, I don't, I don't know if I'll smash it open. I might just take the L and pay
0: those two hundred bucks. I mean, you know, it I'm just, I, it just, it's gonna be quicker. You might scratch yeah. the jersey a bit, but that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. So how was the and then Alex? You went to the Leafs home opener. Yeah. How was that?
2: Um, it was okay. It it was good. Like I mean, again, it it was good. Um, I will tell you though, I don't think anyone in that building cares.
1: It was really well. I think from what I saw, it was quiet. No man. I,
2: when I tell you, when I like, when I say no one cares about the regular season, <laughs> I mean no one cares about the regular season.
0: Was Justin Hall's introduction as mundane in person as it sounded?
2: What do you mean on the TV? Like, quiet it was like or?
0: Justin Hall, and it was like
1: they were yeah. just quiet,
0: yeah.
2: Um, no, man, I'd say I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know what it sounded like on TV, but it sounded pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, the like, guys who got the loudest ovations were Mitch, Matthew, Mitch, Austin, and Tavares, but then
1: David Kauf, right.
2: Like that those yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> like those three got the biggest ovation. Uh Matthews probably the biggest by far. And then everyone got their, their due. But it was definitely a this I, I think it was tough going into that game, and like um it was tough going into that game with considering what the hell everyone had watched the night before, to be honest.
0: And how about we start there? Uh, obviously in a podcast where you care mostly about the Leafs and Habs, even if each team has played three games respectively, I think we have to talk about the one where they faced off against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a, uh, again, I thought it was a fun game. I thought it was a hell of a way to open the season. Um, ends up being a Montreal win with 17 seconds left. It's Joss Anderson after a not great pass from Jake Muzzin or a clearing attempt. I should say from Jake Muzzin, the Leafs and looks like a pass. It, I don't, listen, you, the boards are your friends. That's what I love to say. Um, but anyway, um, I think a lot of people were going on around the sort of box mentality when it came to defense Montreal was playing. Personally, I really liked the way they were playing in transition in that game. That's what impressed me the most. I thought they're passing, especially Kirby Dock, who I think has been very, very, I like Kirby Dock so far. He's been good. Um, but, you know, it was a game where Montreal took advantage of a lot of sort of red defensive breakdowns. From the Leafs, um, the Leafs have recovered since, but you know it was a rough end to to sort of that first game for Toronto. We'll get to Montreal side of it in, in the moment because I do want to spend time on on Carey Price and that. Um, but it's a very Leafs way to sort of open the season, especially when you sort of look at the two games they played since.
2: Yeah, so I mean, to for me, after watching the two, after watching those first two games. Honestly, I, I my thoughts are the same on both of them. So if yep. I'm just going to spew them out, frankly, and, and I know we're going to get to the Keefe quotes, I assume at some point, um, I know everyone bl- completely lost their minds on it. I don't mind it at all. Um, I think he was frankly telling the truth and he, uh-huh. I, I don't think he did it in a, whatever, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Uh, frankly, I was kind of uninspired by the the first two games. I won't lie; I didn't watch. I, I didn't get to watch the entire uh, game last night against Ottawa. But from those first two games, the 120 minutes of hockey, frankly, I was uninspired, and it looked like they were clearly uninspired too. Um, I, I didn't feel the sense that they understand the urgency of what's going on here. I, from a, and again, I'm the guy who says I don't care about the regular season. Call me when it's April, but I don't get paid hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars a year to play hockey you know what i mean like from their perspective whether it's game 81 45 or 82 you have to be on you have to you have to have some urgency Uh, there was times where i felt like they just didn't there, there were times especially in washington where i'm watching it in person and it's like there's a do you understand like what's going on here? Like ha- play with some urgency, like look around you, understand who you're playing. Like I, I sometimes I just, I, I just felt uninspired by the team that I was watching in front of me because they felt, and I know it's not the truth. I imagine they care, but to me, the way they were playing, it didn't seem like they cared about the regular season either. And frankly, that's not Okay like in from my perspective as a player you cannot like i i don't agree with that k- sentiment despite mm-hmm. me saying the regular season doesn't matter i'm a fan i watch the games that's a different story than be than being on the ice you
0: know, i accuse sheldon of maybe the back half of last year keeping a, a, mu- a muzzle on not muzzin a muzzle on at points you know that was my opinion um cuz you know sometimes maybe you ought to save your bullets At first, I was kind of like, man, we're getting, I think I tweeted, uh, I love that we're getting these quotes in October. Maybe a bit of a high because my hockey team had beaten the biggest rival hockey team, and I was very happy. Um, But, you know, I I actually agree with the thing of, you got to get this installed into the guys day one. Um, If you're not sorting it out right away, you know, what's that Ellie Freeman thing of at the, by the time American Thanksgiving comes out, if, if you're in a playoff spot, there's a good chance you are going to make it. And if you fall off early, man, it's difficult. Look at how well the Canucks played last year once they got Bruce Boudreaux. But their start was so trash, they just never recovered. That's why Lindy Ruff, by the way, I think may not be coaching New Jersey for much longer if they keep losing, but that's a story for another episode. Um, But I do agree with you there. I do like that he's sort of going early. Um, I was surprised where that first game, you know who I think was the... Biggest disappointment for the Leafs, and it's Murray, obviously a guy. Not, no, no, not, not Matt Murray. No, no, no. Kind of expect I that to
2: him. Go. We can, no, man, we can come talk on. About Matt Murray. No, okay. I, we'll I think Matt Murray. That was bad. That was bad.
0: I think the. Listen, I, I do think the 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 coffee where the one where Morgan Riley took the pass on coffee. I thought that was a snipe. I thought that was a pretty good snipe. But um, I again, I don't think they helped him out. But it's that thing of, and I've screamed about this before. You know, I've heard a lot of discussions about Sam Stalinov had some weak goals, but then he made the timely save. Nothing bothers me more than just, no, get a reliable goalie, none of this, ah, timely, no, enough of that. I can see that of like, you know, Murray had some like timely saves, but you do want the sort of safety net in, in goal. And it sucks that he got hurt, by the way, we can get to that. But I I do think there was room for sort of you you wanted more.
2: Okay, so who was your biggest disappointment from that game?
0: Uh, it was actually Matthews right. because because I, I, I have PTSD that Matthews not just playing any game in, in a season opener or home opener, um, any game against the Habs, any game in October, he is notoriously like a scoring machine. So maybe he, obviously I paid much more attention to the Habs because you know, you know it. when you're at a game and the other team has the puck, you just get very anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have such a high standard for Matthews in games against the Habs. Um obviously you'd open room for Nylander and he got a couple of fantasy points that were ultimately fruitless for the week. Um, god damn it, William. Um I appreciate you trying though, buddy. I just I have such a high standard for Austin and Matthews that uh maybe that's why, but I just wanted a I wanted a bit more from him. You know what yeah, I mean? He,
2: he he did have a um a disappointing I think first game I think his game against Washington was um was better he got a goal but like it wasn't like an Austin Matthews <laughs> like it wasn't like an Austin Matthews type goal I guess I that's how I put it but so I really want to go back to the Sheldon Keefe stuff because like yeah. I, I, th- I I I don't want to like yeah yeah I just, I want to go back to what you had made a comment on about how you want to get it instilled on day one. And I do agree with that sentiment. But I think with the things he was talking about, these things should already be instilled, which is why I think he was spot on when he's like, you know, with the things that this team has gone through, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, this shouldn't be a thing. And, and it's one of my, it, it, and it's one of my biggest, Misunder, like, I don't understand when people say fire Sheldon Keefe. Like, if you listen, I'm open to whatever. I'm not here to, I'm not here to like get people fired. I'm like, just if you have a legitimate reason to say he should be fired, I'm open to hearing it. But when it comes to stuff like this, after a quote like that, and you're telling me he should be fired. I wholeheartedly disagree because I think half the time, most of the time, the things he says when he talks like that are such reasonable things that we should already expect from the players that who's going to come. Remember when Mike Babcock came to Toronto, was he not one of the best coaches in the NHL, if not the best at the time? That's what they said. That's what they said. But at the time, that's what he was. He couldn't even instill that in this group of players. So what is the – so Sheldon Keefe, okay, can't do it. Fine. Who's going to come in and do it? That's you know, my biggest thing. These it, things should already be instilled in the players. It. I, I don't think really the coach should be like, hey, guys, like, you know, you got to show up prepared. Like, yeah, sorry, you should show up prepared. This isn't really – that, that shouldn't be the coach's job to – get them prepared for game one of 82
1: that's my that was my feeling too of the entire uh, stretch i'll say of the beginning of the season is that as much as they have two wins right now i think that there's an element of being dialed in with everything but not having the dial past what it should be with that sense of urgency right now um not that they're going through the motions with everything. Well, like a lot of the stuff has been going on is very leaf like, like we've talked Benjamin, to Matt Murray mm-hmm. already, but like what I'm seeing with this team right now is maybe they're going to catch on and be hot again. But as of right now, it just, it just seems as business as usual, but for what's been the case, the last two years or so, it hasn't, it, it, it shouldn't be business as usual, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think when you mentioned someone like Austin Matthews, where, Again, he'll probably go on a scoring tear soon, but the, the way he was playing in the last and I guess against Montreal against Washington, it just isn't enough, especially for a guy that you want to anchor the team like that.
0: You know, it's just you remember he was slow starting last year and then he scored 60 goals. Um, it's it's what you really like. I, I think a core thing of what Sheldon Keith was saying and it's funny that every time the Leafs and Habs play, I always think a lot about defensive cores. Because there's that famous, obviously, the, the quote from the documentary we're playing for, against 4D right now. Because obviously, in the playoffs back in the day, you know, the Canadians didn't use Marilyn Gustafson. It was like 4D. And the story, obviously, for that game was, you know, Jordan Harris has played like 12 NHL games. And I think he was the third most experienced guy on Montreal's blue line in that game. And then the other two, being Caden Gouli and Upper Jack guy, were rookies. And then obviously, Yuri Savkovsky his his first game along with the two defensemen. Um it was a Leafs team that should dominate mm-hmm. um versus a team that half its blue line is you know extremely green, which or I think c- is a fair is a fair thing. Did yeah, that post circulating?
2: C- yeah, CJ
0: had that that um stat the
1: Giordano, where Yeah. Mark
2: Giordano had more games played than all of them combined, which I thought was a funny stat cuz I remember was it four years ago or five years It was like Jager
0: had more it, points than like half the Leafs or something. Yeah,
2: it was that. And then it was like Chara had more games played than the entire d combined. It was something ridiculous yeah. like that. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's just, I think that's the real dig at it. Right. And it's like, yeah. like, come on, lads. Like, yeah, you should dominate this. And, yeah. you know, it was, and I mean, you saw rookie mistakes from guys like Arbor Jack guy that led to that Kerfoot penalty shot, by the way. And thank God Jake Allen stopped it. That was rough because, by the way, I thought that, listen, they, they need to do a better job of showing better camera angles when you go to games. I don't know if it's like this at the, the Scotiabank Arena. I I said the because I was about to say the, the Centre. Yeah. yeah, Um. still not used to it. Um. But, you know, there's the thing of like, the, it feels like they don't have the overhead view mm-hmm. because to the Bell Center, that save on the Kirby Doc wraparound looked like Matt Murray had it in his glove and then pulled it into the net. It, obviously, apparently, the review on TV basically said it wasn't conclusive enough, and Sportsnet didn't put it in the highlight package for the game. So thank you, Sportsnet. I
2: yeah, I don't even, I don't, I felt like it was under him partially. I don't know if it went in his glove. Again, I don't remember. I don't remember that.
0: That's what I mean. We didn't even see yeah, it in yeah. the bell center, so it was like that gets called back to us. It looks like a good goal, and then Kerfer yeah. gets a penalty shot, and you're like, sweet merciful don't do this to me, but Jake Allen has been a superstar at the start of the year. A hey, rock. And, we, and Carey Price is like, ah, oh, you're having a rough time with no t- no offensive s- support this season and standing on your head. Join how, the does club. Join how does it feel? Join the buddy? club. <laughs> um, by the way, when it comes to injury news with Montreal, um, actually, no, we're on the league so We might as well talk about mm. Matt Murray. Uh, I don't know how much around the league we're actually going to get to today because we've been here a while, but it is time to sort of focus on the teams we care about. Uh, right. Matt Murray yesterday said to be the starter um, against uh, Ottawa. Was sorry. He? Mm-hmm. Um, he, was he was supposed
1: to be. Uh, yeah. It went oh. back and forth
2: on um, the be- score. I was <laughs> on the score. When I checked on Friday night, it said Samsonov, So I wasn't. In-
0: so he was in the starters net at practice oh, okay, okay. Um, and then sort of hurt himself, looked to be yeah. in some sort of discomfort. Uh, a few hours later, he's on LTIR. Uh, basically, it's going to be like four weeks or like yeah. 10 games he's going to miss. Eric Schalgren gets called up. It looks like Nick Robertson, due to the Real. LTIR uh, review, will be called up. Um, I feel awful for Matt Murray, first off. Like, I genuinely do. It felt like, listen, when you get the, the season opener against the Habs, I think it's a sign that you're going to be given the starter's net. Mm-hmm. And then instead, it seems to be a cruel twist of fate that he gets hurt. And now Ilya Samsonov is having the leg up right now.
2: Hashtag team Samsonov.
0: It's also, I feel bad,
2: but like I've been there from the beginning.
0: It's just sort of like, it's like, by the way, Samsonov, I think with his quotes is slowly be like replacing Jack Campbell. I shouldn't say slowly, very quickly replacing Jack Campbell spot in least fans heart, but you know, Matt Murray, I just, yeah, I, I really, really hope he can come back and look unless it's playing the Habs uh, look great. Um, Then, you know, then Matt, maybe take the night off, you know, keep, you know, keeping that glove a little low. um. But like, honestly, like he's been through so much yeah. and you just, you want him to stay healthy. And apparently, maybe like his groin, which for goaltenders is just, you never want to hear that. No. Curry, I think it was Curry letting him back in the day. I think hips, um, hips, yeah. Yeah. Like his hips they got are, to him. Like just groin stuff just ruined his career.
2: It, it was funny yesterday. Obviously, when everything went down in the morning where Murray goes into, Murray gets off the ice and obviously it was Friedman or... C- uh, no, it wasn't even Friedman. It was David Alter who had tweeted that he left with like an apparent injury. And so obviously as soon as that happens, everyone's losing it. But uh, Ben Steiner tweets uh, that because it it, the, all, it was going around that Eric Shogren also might be injured from last night's game when he played for the Marlies. And so Ben Steiner tweets that with if eric shalgren's injured there's a good chance that they sign like a u sports guy to a pto and two of the guys he mentioned were uft guys so i waited a little bit and i'm like i'm like i'm i'm thinking of sending this to like my group at uft just so like hey everyone's aware that this is going on then i see elliot friedman post a thread i'm like possibility it's like possibilities if matt murray's with matt murray's injury i'm like god elliot why are you doing this to me on saturday morning and his last one was that if eric strahlgren unavailable they'll sign jet alexander who i think they've used before um but he's a uft goalie so i immediately sent that to my group at uft so it was a it was a whirlwind of a morning for the varsity blues,
0: really going with the company man route with UFT, aren't they? <laughs> they took that away from uh, the Nighthawks. Are they? What are the Nighthawks now? Do we know what they're called officially?
2: Uh, not yet. The Calgary Dayhawks. The Calgary
1: something.
0: Calgary Day Pigeons, probably. We'll find out. Let's go completely sort of. Like-
1: Shouldn't be like an element because I've been thinking flame. It's like the day, day water.
0: The burning sun roosters.
1: The daylight. La- I don't know. The day rivers.
0: Yeah, man. Well, hey.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Maybe we.
1: Alex, one. I I had a question for you. Let's see it. If Jet Alexander suited up as the emergency backup last night, yeah, or maybe in the future, we don't know what's gonna happen. God, please, would please. you get his jersey on the Leaf so it says Alexander on the so. back? I, no. I okay. So. I don't think so. I don't want to spend that money for that. Money, <laughs> respectfully. <laughs>
2: I'm sure that Jersey would be somewhere in our office, in our building,
1: mm-hmm. but like right Adam, there. would you get a Luke Adam Jersey? No. Okay.
0: I, <laughs> no, I would never do that.
1: I if you went to Montreal, no, and it, you could say Adam in the back.
0: I don't know about that, man. Okay. I don't, I don't want to get my own name on a Jersey. I don't like, I don't like that.
1: No. That, well, I it's no- usually last names, right? I like it when it's first names. Cause it's like, it's actually a player.
0: If I, it would be kind of weird if I had a jersey and just said Cole on it in 22.
1: No, no, but it's like an actual person. Like, that's their last name, so,
0: you know? No.
1: Okay, that's just, my, just me. I just like that bit of trivia. It's like, oh, you put your first name? Actually, it was a guy on the team.
0: <laughs> and then you're, like, the type of guy who has two first names, and it's like, well, which one is
1: it? Yeah, like, well, because, like, my middle name is Michael, so I could get a Connor McMichael jersey, but you- there's no, like, yeah, but there's no Daniel. Is there? No.
0: I don't know. I don't even can't top my head think how many Daniels are even in the league, and then Adam. I'm like Adam Goddet uh, got wave, though. I'm like how many Adams are in the NHL? Alex. Oh,
1: congrats is- by the way for still on the Leafs, Adam Godette Yeah, celebrated the birth of his child.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, what happened? Yes, yeah, so like he missed
1: that. the Marley's opener.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Well, good. Yeah, mm. I was gonna make a joke. I'm not not going to. I can see you. you tell his significant other? Can you just hold on? Let them introduce me for the ceremony. You think she? You think is 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 I don't know if they're like wife or girlfriend. Is probably like hey, a ceremony's too long, guys. See, Mike Stevens is like, see, it's holding back the birth of a child. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. I love it. <laughs> Mike Matheson is up weeks for the Habs with an abdominal muscle strain. Um, may sort of force the Canadians maybe to burn a year off the L. C. One of their young D, um, which sucks. Uh, also unfortunate that you know Mike Matheson, who I thought started his preseason looking pretty good, is a uh, you know hurt. It's just lame. It's um, oh yeah, but uh, you know I just I just wanted to get it just to mention that. Um, but what I wanted to spend time on here is not Salkovsky's usage because he played solid hit solid night, hit in is, game one i don't even remember what the
1: solid I hit and solid block because i just saw his numbers on the fantasy Here's
0: what's weird is you know he's a i feel like he's not quite you you can see the tools of sapkovsky you can see that he's a project but if he can put it together my god he's gonna be fun um but it, it's just sort of i don't think he's used to his body yet which is really weird to say but like you think of what he's gonna be like in a few years when he is uh um uh no, that's gonna be scary. Um, but he just um you, give him some power play time, please, Marty. And maybe put him with uh put him with Kirby Doc. Enough of this and, and Sid Hoffman, guys, I don't know how I can continue to say this, but Hoffman has gotten worse. I mean, it feels like he's giving the puck away every it you no, know, it's bad. Like, the last few games have been bad. And here's the thing, because Mike Matheson's hurt and they're not trusting any of the young guys quite yet, Hoffman's been like the QB of power play, too. Oh, Lord. And it's like, I get what maybe they're doing. and they're, Because obviously, Hoffman's always been a distant scorer. Maybe they're trying to do uh, – Burroughs needs to be gone, too. The power play has just been – anyway, there's there's it's a lot. The there's, fall
2: of Alex Burroughs in Montreal just last year was so positive, or two years ago. Uh, two gone, that too. year two it was bad. I was like, "What are we yeah, doing yeah. here?" Bert? It's just the downfall of Alex Burroughs at Montreal. It's
0: a bit more crazy. He got such a loud cheer at the uh, the home opener. I'm like, "Why? Why, guys?" Um. uh Anyway, I think the best moment, the feel good moment of the uh, of that game. I think the whole night. To be honest, Uh carry Price come. Carrie Price comes out. He's introduced. He's not in uniform. He's got that beautiful cowboy hat. You know, shaking hands with fans. Um, being the class act that he is, looks great. Um, God damn it, I miss him so much. There is a, stop me if you've heard this before, uh, there was a tremendous article in The Athletic um, by Arben Basu in an interview with Carey Price. Uh, first off, it's not just the knee, apparently. There's hips issues, there's back issues. Apparently, his knee hurts him using stairs. So, uh, the strategy, the surgery he's looking into uh, is apparently 75% success rate, and that's just to sort of fix everyday life. So, you continue to think, yeah, Carry Price is maybe gone. I feel like maybe that sort of moment of him coming out was maybe the goodbye from Carry Price. Because, man, it felt like it.
1: It did. The cowboy yeah. hat and everything.
0: He looked, he took community
1: that guy, too. He wore the hat, too, yesterday at the uh, Raptors preseason
0: yeah apparently they showed him on screen and they went nuts since not, like, not
1: yesterday know? sorry two days ago
0: he's the freaking man. I'm happy he did that instead of watching the Detroit game because I wouldn't have wasted my <laughs> time watching it top man uh, but but I mean because he's Kerry he's the man mm-hmm. he's literally the best man ever he's the
1: I like that he's just enjoying himself like there's this adjustment period that I know for him as a competitor him as a player it's tough but I like that. He's still in the community for things like he's still in the public eye. He's still being himself. He's still with his family that there's just like this element that sometimes I'm kind of used to seeing when a player is towards the end of his career, especially someone who is an icon that they kind of disappear from the public eye. And then there's something there. Like, I think he did have that when he was dealing with his mental health, mm-hmm. but I like that now he's kind of embracing that. I'm still here. We're still figuring things out, but like I'm back in a way.
0: And I do think we're going to get to a point where he does go because it just seems like that's the kind of guy he is, but he's made it clear. He wants to be around the team and he will be around the team. He talks about hockey being like a happy place of his, but how he doesn't want to bother the, the doctors and that too much. Cause he feels like a burden and it's the one thing he's never wanted to be. This is all from the Arp and Basu article. And it's like, he's he's around the city like hunting like elk or whatever it's like man probably made like a vest under that 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 suit jacket. he's probably got like a vest from some elk he hunted some i just he just top, top man beautiful man oh it's just so rough to see man it's just it's just so unfair when you realize just how bad it is for him and it's like he's got three kids and he's like i want to skate and play hockey with my youngest son it's like damn louie yeah. lincoln it's just, it's just an unfortunate man. He is a legend. I mean, we even like the NBA in Canada. We Montreal Canadiens legend, and it just kind of hit me that, like, like that's the sort of present. Like, that's really like the sort of like aura around Carey Price is he's a legend. Like, he legit is a, a living legend. Ugh. Oh, Carey, we miss you. We miss you. Anything else you guys want to say about the man before we move on? No, we, we just, just love him it
1: all. Yeah,
0: the it's
2: hard to top you on Carey Price, man.
1: I know. Like, how do we follow up from that, Adam?
0: I love him. I love him. Uh, he's just—he's just, just the best player ever. Get him in the get, just hang the number up. I don't care if he's not officially retired. Just put it up there. I don't care. Um, I say we hold on to my, the the Muslim conversation. Yeah, just, he was bad in game one. He was better in game two. In game three, I don't think we have a consensus. Sort of
1: game three, he uh, helped tie the game. He that, did? That, was, okay, that was a good. great deflection for David Kampf.
0: Okay, very good, very good. Um, do you guys want to talk about Michael Bunting? No. Okay, never mind.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about. If, are we still going to go on the Leafs? We're going to go to the Habs. Um. For injuries,
0: is there anything? Who am I forgetting injury-wise?
1: I thought we were gonna. We forgot about Gianni Fairbrother. Oh. He might oh. miss the season, guys.
0: Yeah. No. You know what? Legit. He sort of has the Noah Jolson thing, where he's done a lot of injuries. Yeah. He's he's done for the year with a knee injury. Oh,
1: that's sad. Oh, my I God. That's
0: know, so man. Sad.
1: Because, hey. you know, the first Laval game here, unless we do go to Laval, um, is it's in January, I believe. And now we're not going to see Gianni Fairbrother.
0: I mean, we may see, like, we may see Sapkovsky there.
1: Oh, yeah, it'd be cool.
0: We may see, I was going to say Meshar, but they send him to Kitchener. Uh, I think they're. Then we're going
2: to have to go to Kitchener. Okay, we're going to Kitchener. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go for it and see Philip Meshar play. He should be good. He's a good player. Uh, any other injuries? Sorry.
1: Not that I, I know of. It. It just that's the that one was when I when you sent me that Adam. I don't know what to you know. do that.
0: And we don't want to talk about any of the the Michael Bunting eight year mm-hmm. stuff that Pierre LeBrun threw out there.
2: Listen, you in there he said that negotiations haven't started, so we don't need to talk about it. When he it.
0: said that and he kept going on, I'm like, man, you are just. I don't know what you think. Wait, was it
2: Pierre or was it Darren?
0: It was Pierre. Oh, okay. It was all Pierre LeBron. Okay. 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 For anyone who didn't see it, we won't it. talk about, it, but I just want to throw out how crazy this is. So on insider trading, Pierre LeBron said that he thinks the Leafs could be open to extending Michael Bunting in a max term. That's eight years to keep the AAV of the contract down. Uh, he did say the negotiations haven't started, but he still threw it out there, which I thought was funny.
2: So it's not insider any. It's just
0: Inside thought, insider,
2: th- insider thoughts.
0: Insider blockchain discussion. Uh, <laughs> like it just smile. means nothing. I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> Respect. Like I love Pierre. Like uh, just what, what am I supposed guy. to do with that information?
0: Chris Johnson's been really quiet about crypto, hasn't he? I just wanted, just wanted to throw that out there. You know. Anyway, um, <sighs> Convery David already has seven hundred points, good which Lord. is kind of nutty,
1: isn't it? Like yeah, so good. Is Isn't it like three hundred more than Jack Eichel.
0: I can get that up right now for you.
1: I think is it? I believe what is it? Mitch Marner is number two in the 2015 draft.
0: Okay, so McDavid is at number one with 702. Obviously, I don't think I even need to sort it. Um, I can see Marner 458, Eichel at 383, Miko is at 413. So he, I think he's actually top three. Uh, and yeah, then- he's third. Connor's up there, Barzal's up there, the Bruins never forget they had the great draft ever. Ajo's so <laughs> up there if like Yeah, he's fourth. Wins. Um I'm trying to hit by points to sort it, but for some reason it just doesn't work. I point. have
2: the top five. If you go if on hockey DB it's you can do it by points. Um,
0: I, I I know like I'm on hockey DB and I'm trying. Yeah. It's just not. It's being dumb. Oh, so okay. Could you could you say it anyway? Please? Yeah. Top five
2: is McDavid at seven o two, Marner at four fifty eight. My God,
0: that's two hundred and fifty. And Mitch Marner noted like ninety hundred point players like, behind.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and like oh man, that's crazy. Miko Rantanen at four thirteen. Sebastian Aho, the forward, at four hundred two. So I just had to clarify. I'm happy that you
0: clarified. <laughs> 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 it was that
2: Um, And then at five is Jack Eichel at three eight
0: three. That's insane. First That's off, for Eichel, that despite like missing an entire year, he's still up there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's about so McDavid has four eighty nine games played, and Eichel has four twelve, so almost a full season.
0: So here's what's what's interesting is he could probably have another forty points if he didn't get hurt his rookie year. I think it's safe to say he only McDavid. played forty five games, so he could probably. I think it's safe to say I can't believe he was point per game his rookie year. That's
2: dumb. <laughs> he did it with the Calder.
0: That's that's yeah. yeah. Uh, Our Panarin, know, everybody. People were complaining about <laughs> it then, but last year was like, oh no, you it's fine. You know? No, no,
2: but there was a difference. McDavid was a point per game.
0: Panera's Listen, game. I
2: didn't have I didn't have Michael Bunting winning,
0: but I know. I'm just saying there are people. Um, so if he probably had that, you know, he would be, you know, a good way. He'd be on a fair fair way on his way to 800 points, which is God. dumb. See, here's what's lucky with McDavid is obviously he had that really bad like what was it leg or knee injury a couple years ago. It hasn't affected him like at all. Like he's no. gotten better. So here's what's interesting about McDavid. Right, is he has lost time. You know, two short in seasons, but what's lucky about McDavid, and I'm knocking on wood when I say this, is Crosby, we lost great years because of the concussion stuff. For the most part, McDavid has been healthy. Now, I say that, yes, the bad injury that he never lost to him and he had his collarbone, but a broken collarbone compared to a concussion.
2: Multiple concussions
0: yeah whichever and by the way Crosby's still like amazing it's so dumb he's still the best player in the world so
2: happy to have him on my fantasy team
0: it's just he's the greatest to ever play the game is is Sidney Crosby and people need to to understand that but like McDavid he's in good health he's only 25 too which is hilarious but he is that freaking good I I I am so he's gonna score 60 this year he's gonna do it
2: yeah I I honestly wouldn't even be surprised
0: and you wouldn't mind because that's... Let me do some quick mathematics here, ladies and gentlemen. i told there wouldn't be math. So what do we have, five points for goals? Yeah. So Alex, that would be a total of 300 fantasy points for me, David Lone Oh my goodness. For just goals. For just goals.
1: Look key, at- I think Alex has, like, I don't know. When I look at your team sometimes, I know it's the first week, but my goodness, Alex. Like, I thought Mike and I were... Gonna lead this week with points, and then I looked at you. How at many 300. points? How many points do you did you and Mike have? Mike had two seventy six. He beat me by two points. Oh wow! Okay. okay. I two seventy. Well, he got two seventy six point five, and then I got two seventy four point five.
2: No, right, I'm very. Ha- ha-
1: I love John Gibson, but he lost me the I'm week. Very happy with my <laughs> yeah. team. It's like a minus seventeen. I think this week
0: you took the ducks.
1: I'm sorry. I hope. What were
0: you thinking? I believed. See, that's what happens when Alex got, you know, you know, it's just sort of my
1: one other
0: no, love wait wait wait. No. <laughs> <No. laughs> wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, 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 wait a second. Go for back to what game. you were going to say. Jason
0: McTavis, Jake Voracek, I will. So Bergeron Hamilton, Hannafin, Cider, Theodore, McDavid, Crosby, D'Angelo, um, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, Svechnikov, Barry, Sorokin, uh, Campbell. So whenever the Oilers win a game, Alex is basically going to pull on like 50 points. And you know what? Uh, yeah, you did well because he got first overall. Because then what happens, I'm going to explain why I'm not yeah, just going to yeah, say first yeah. overall means he wins. Because what happened with our draft, I think you would call it a sneak draft at yeah. the term. So instead of just having first, Alex would have first, and then he would have pick 13 and 14. So it was a tremendous position to be in. Yeah, That's but I'm there, is you were a like, you lot, listen, I well picked. In the later rounds. I'm not I, yeah, yeah,
2: I did. I picked guys earlier than I probably should have. Like, I probably could have. I shouldn't have taken Gamble where I took him. Oh my god, I definitely should have taken Tony DiAngelo where I took him. I definitely could have picked him up later than I did, but I knew <laughs> Mike was going to take him. I knew Mike was going to take
1: him. Some mm-hmm. yeah, there's some questionable picks. I think like. On whose team? Because like, I did the auto draft, right? Because I was yeah, working yeah. still. And then I looked back. I'm like, what's going on? And you, got, and you still got. And you
2: still got Kareel Caprissa. Yeah, like, I'd I'd love that.
0: Yeah, I wanted him. As I soon as that this? happened,
2: I texted. I texted Adam. I'm like, there's no way he's on auto draft and got Kareel off.
0: By the way, you know, <laughs> Daniel, thanks for just not even saying anything about the Cynthia Sim, Sim squad. I'm so mad I lost, and I had three goalie wins this week. Like that's never gonna happen to me again. <laughs> Three points for Petrangelo. I'm so pissed off when Nikita Kucherov. I'm so mad about him. This is why I'm trying to get another big score. This yeah, that's why Mark Andre Fleury is really testing my patience this week. That's why you don't pick him. You Did you see to...
1: his quote where like, he, he admitted that Well, he used the F-word, but he said he was being stupid because he didn't even realize the goal went in?
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't see that quote. I saw Matt Zugarello's quote last night. I don't oh, know if yeah. you saw that.
0: We're like, what? What was it like? We're, we're not playing defense
2: f-ing. like an effing junior team or something like that because they've let in fourteen goals in two
0: games. You remember when Bruce Boudreaux was coach and they were like the best defensive team ever? Yeah. Yeah. Gene Evison though. Ah, you know. And then, him. Marc Andre Fleury. That was the that was the bet you made, eh? Resigning Goligoski was it ah. when he was like a healthy scratch? Okay.
1: Man, like it's crazy. Like, the, the luster of that team, like everything. Remember we praised them like crazy.
0: They Remember were fun we, and respectable for like two years. And now it's like, ah, the wild again.
1: Like it's, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like when they bring things back of a new season of like a show, but it's like, you know, it, you know, there were a lot of things that we loved. You know, they were, they're were the diamond in the rough and we love that, but it's like, all right, this is a great start. What are we going to see next? And then it's the same thing the next season. You know, it's the part where Pam's like, "What's her name, Michael?" Like, you know. already know.
0: I, that's the that's episode, my, The Lover, right? When, yeah, yeah, that's my that's <laughs> my, my all time
2: favorite scene in that show. Who, Michael?
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. No, no, no. But, <laughs> the, the
2: transition from going from his face or her face to his face is just unbelievable.
0: That's it's so freaking good. And then when like, Jim goes at Frank and Beans, and she's just like, "She's your mom too." She's like, <laughs> When,
2: when he's having the conversation with Michael in the in, in the break room and yeah. he's like he's like what van do, what car does she drive and he names it and he's like and he just loses he's
0: like damn it and then the, oh it's this and then Toby comes and hey Jim not now no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael just exiles yeah you loser it's it's such a good episode oh and then the one where like the Mallard um that that Dwight puts in and then yeah. like. Like Jim messes around, has Andy playing like music, and then, oh, it's just great. That shot when like the music blasting and like <laughs> Dwight just stares down at him because Andy's like, oh, it, it's it's uh,
2: it's so funny.
0: Uh you know what else is funny? Uh the the I almost spore. Uh the salary cap. I so believe the- I don't know what the hell it is with LTI right now. But before, going into like the opening sort of day of the season, they had four dollars in gap space.
2: Yeah, the Canucks had zero.
0: Alex, I'm getting there.
2: Jeez. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't we're know already. you were going there. Sorry, 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 sorry.
0: Edmonton had 167.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Tampa Bay had the best goalie in history at 33. Shout out Patrick. Um, wah, not Talon. Uh uh, $16 for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then the Canucks, for the first time ever, had exactly zero dollars in cap space. That yeah, is it's respectable, but it is. I hate the salary cap. I hate the hard cap so much.
2: It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. It's just it's, it's the
0: epitome of embarrassing.
2: It's the lack of salary cap space around the league, essentially. And, but then it's OK. You know what? Everyone in the middle. You know what? We shouldn't pay the guys who score, you know, it's just not good for the league.
0: <laughs> I hate stars. It?
2: <laughs> who ended up paying the guy National who scores for them? Like, uh, but then they ended up paying the guy who scores. So it doesn't
0: really matter. Hate this league. Hate this league so much. Uh, what I don't hate, though, is the Colorado Avalanche. Classy. So uh, they're home opener. They're raising their banner against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, dominant went, by the way. And uh, out there, they bring Ian Cole. Apparently, he was on like, Chicago's bench watching. And they invited him out to the ice to sort of celebrate Wait, with who? them.
1: You mean Jack Johnson?
0: So yeah, Jack Johnson. Sorry, I. I <laughs> <it's> <laughs> sorry. Like, right.
1: He's like <laughs> he was <laughs> in Chicago. <I'm> like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? I,
0: no, I have I'm I have everything ready because oh. I want. To to
1: oh yeah, okay, I okay, got it. Yeah.
0: So oh, I mean, boy. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson noted, not a scumbag, sorry, Jack Johnson, like, who has I'm been scumbag. through so much, and like, I, I, it's such a great story as Jack Johnson, right? Um, you know, and um. You know, so he was on the bench. Uh, apparently, the apps are like, "Come out, buddy, come celebrate with us." You know, I, I just, I just love the, you, you know, that um, that famous thing of what was it, Solane and uh, Jaguer? Yeah. Like, arms around, skating around in Anaheim. It was just sort of like it was a really nice sort of moment to have. The flight nice of
1: my childhood, I call it.
0: Exactly, it's yes. it's great. It's it's like it's historic, right? And they're just they're there watching the banner go up, and I just thought it was a really nice moment, and I thought it was really nice of the apps to do that. Really like also because Alex reminded me of it before we started recording how they presented the rings in those little cases that like played the moment where their win was called. Um, I I thought that was really good. I thought that was a really nice presentation. And then the whole you know all, all this these diamonds and you know you could probably probably worth a house some of those no, rings. Honestly. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, some other just quick little notes out before we get to Ian Cole to get, get him out the way. Uh, there is actually a, a tiny bit of an update um, regarding Rachel Dory, funny enough. Uh, Jeff Merrick tweeted this, who he hasn't really said this unless I've missed it, but let's not forget, I think Rachel Dory and Jeff Merrick have a sort of, I think they're pals. Like I do think they are. I think he's always spoken very, very, very highly of her. Um, but so I would assume him hearing this information, he. I'm not, I'm just assuming maybe he told her, she told him this, um, but he tweeted the other day that Rachel Dory, who was dismissed from the Canucks shortly after head coach Bruce Boudreau announced she was joining his staff, has retained Vancouver labor lawyer, Peter Gall. That's all we have for now. But I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. Um, just, uh, it's it's always interesting when you bring on a labor lawyer. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But that's all we have at the moment. Um, okay, uh, I don't think there is a point in 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 speculating about Larkin and Pasternak's deals at this very moment. Ten million and eight million. Oh, Let's
2: <laughs> just right. throw it up there.
0: Um, Travis Sanders. Um, I yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the loyalty discount for David Pasternak. I, I,
2: as as uh as Friedman has been saying, or Friedman in America been saying. Thank you, Matthew Barzal. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, thank you, Lou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was going to actually re pass-
1: somebody. Remember, I think I've mentioned it so many times on the show that in New Jersey, like, this guy never re-signed anybody.
0: not oh, because he's Lou, he's weird.
1: And then he, they asked, like, okay, so why do you pay certain players this much and then others not this much? And he's like, I, I look at it as a family, that we're a family, and you really have to buy into it. Okay, guys, but, but let's be clear. He
2: he does re-sign certain players. Let's remember, Ilia yeah. Kovalchuk almost got That's thirteen years oh, or whatever. God, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, he talked this. about so. This is alleged. Like um, this isn't alleged thing. Sorry, who talked about it? Kovalchuk uh, or Lou Lamorello. It was an alleged thing. where because the Devils were losing a lot of money at the time. Yeah, and then I don't know. Apparently, this is all alleged. Like the owners of New Jersey said. What can we do to uh, help bring in more fans? Like, that's true. A Russian superstar. Look at Ovechkin and Malkin are doing for their respective markets. Yeah. Let's bring in Kovalchuk. For 13 years. Remember they tried the 17 years and then they got penalized. 17 years. Yeah, yeah. And they got penalized. That's what I was talking about, yes. And then they're like, can't do that.
0: (laughs) Would that still be going today?
1: Yes. Um, Because that was 2010?
2: Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Hilarious. God, they're weird. Uh, yeah, Travis Sanheim in Philly. Good contract. Yeah, cool. Yeah, good news in Philly for once. What was yeah. that? Let me get the actual Well, they got to win. They got a Yeah, they, win.
1: they beat New Jersey. They got to win. But That's Miles Wood safe. is not happy.
2: <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever seen you said. No, I just I how, stated how a fact.
0: Tell the I, I people I no, what you said. The, the people no, are not in their DMs. The, the, I stated the, a
1: fact that Miles Wood no. openly said to the media that he's frustrated with the team, he's tired of losing. And I just stated a fact, he's on the fourth line. Like, he is on the fourth line.
0: <laughs> That's character, Daniel. Sorry. That's what you want from the team. Uh, It's an eight-year extension for um Mr. Uh, Travis Sandman, by the way. Uh, He is 26. It kicks in next year. Uh, cap hit is $6.25 million. There's some signing bonuses. No trade clause for the first four modified for the back half of it. Um, I think, well, I, I don't have a problem with this deal. I think it's a rare Flyers W,
2: as some would say. Well, I don't know how rare it is. They're 2-0 to start the season. so That's not
0: going to last. <laughs> it's not good when you're playing Are coach- they
1: the team of destiny?
0: No. Ugh. I love when at the beginning of the season, your coach is asked, is there any identity team? have Have you found something positive? And he simply says, no. <laughs> that's, that's what I love. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Carter Hart letting like two goals and four shots was not great for the Canucks. Against yeah. the Canucks, sorry. Um, But yeah, I I am I'm I'm rooting for Chorterello. You guys know I like him, Mr. Animal Rescue Dude. But, you know, I just don't buy it with the Flyers. The Caps, I'm worried about, though. I'm worried about the Caps. We'll talk about that another day, though. Um, Ovechkin scored. It got called back, which is, I think, just a sin, to be honest. I don't think that should ever be allowed to happen. Or he should get a penalty shot afterwards, because I think we all, that record needs to be broken. So let's do it. Uh, shout out to the Seattle Kraken for being scumbags. Uh, Shane Wright, his first game oh. played like nine minutes. Uh, they scratched him the second game. They scratched him the third game, which was the home opener.
2: Can okay. they just send him back? Like, <laughs>
0: so he- here's here's the thing. You know, I'm big for the sentimental stuff. I was big that even if you're going to send Savkozky down, play in the home opener so he gets the experience. Shane Wright, as we talked about, who was projected to go first in that 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 draft for years, fell into your lap. You signed his ELC in front of fans on the ice. Remember that? Oh, yeah. He's the sort of, you know, most exciting thing to happen to your franchise since it came into the league, probably. And you don't <laughs> introduce, like, listen, I'm sure you got announced with the players on uniform and no one complained about that, of course. Um, but I, I just, you it's know, Seattle. <laughs> but you're not going to dress Shane Wright for your home opener? You're a loser. I mean, let me just check. I, did they lose? The Kraken? Yeah, hold on. Let me look I at this. I think they lost, yeah. They lost 5-2 to Vegas.
2: I mean, I they weren't going to win that game. At one point, right. I think it
0: was 3-0. I'm pretty sure. Shout out. Uh t- Oh, great. Oh, so oh so Marshall had three goals, two points. That's why you pulled even more ahead in fantasy. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, But... Uh, looking at it, um, yeah, no, not uh, not not uh, just. I just think they're losers for that. I like. I legit think they are losers. I think they put more effort into that stupid mascot than they did for Shane Wright's development. I know it's three games, but send him down already and have the has been at least the has been playing Slavkovsky every game. Mm-hmm. Ice time is steadily going up, steadily going up. Twelve minutes isn't perfect. There's room for improvement. That's solid, but for the love of God, play him or send him down. How do you not do you give know him what the playing experience? Do. I do home opener.
2: I wonder if there's a conflict of okay, we either keep him in the NHL or we send him back to the CHL. And this is the and listen, maybe he needs to go back to the CHL. There's people who probably watch him right a hell of a lot more than I do. But he had 94 points in 63 games last year. Like, what are you going to go back in the CHL and do? That's like the thing. Dominate again?
0: You know where you can send them? Where? I don't know the logistics of it, but uh, the Slovakian League.
2: I (laughs) don't know (laughs) if they can do
0: that. I I don't know the logistics. I don't think
2: so. I don't.
0: The Slovakian League and TPS Turco. Is that where Sefkovsky's from?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, you either keep him in the NHL or you send him to the CHL. And I don't know. Maybe like I don't understand. I don't know. Here Shane is right what they- I just don't like the idea of sending him back to the CHL for him to just dominate what he did last year. I don't think that's going to develop him. That's going to do him any good in terms of development.
0: Either. Here, here's what I would say. Um, if they're keeping him in the NHL, play him. So he gets the touch of the sure. puck. He learns the game. Sitting him and playing him sure. six minutes is not going to help. Correct. That's it. Now, could there be an argument that obviously he had a sole start to his CHL draft? Sorry, his uh, his draft year last season. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know how many exact. Just make a decision. Like that's all I want from you guys. It's I just I just it irks me the wrong way. He didn't get that game. I I I don't think that I don't think that starts the relationship off very well. Um. Anyway. Uh, two things to finish the show. First off, um, Emily Kaplan first uh, was the first to report this, that uh, on Wednesday, Ian Cole was set and then met with league officials. Um, PA guys were there. I think he had legal representation. Um, and then yesterday, the NHL, 30 minutes before Hockey Night in Canada started, nice, um, put out their statement. Uh, New York, October 18th, 2022. The National Hockey League announced today that it had concluded its investigation into anonymous allegations posted on social media against Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Ian Cole, having found no evidence to substantiate the allegations. The investigation of the allegations, which were made anonymous uh, in a social media post on October 7th, um, today is the 16th. The findings came out on the 15th. Obviously, let's just keep that in mind. That's just me speaking about the dates there, but Important detail. Uh, It was conducted by the league security and legal departments. The investigation included two separate interviews with Mr. Cole, as well as interviews with the NHL club personnel and other individuals with potential relevant information. Further, the investigation included a detailed review of online and social media, public data, and court records and law enforcement checks. In addition, despite attempts by the league to make contact with the anonymous source of the social media post, those efforts were unsuccessful. On the basis of foregoing, um, the NHL now considers this matter closed. Um, now, it, I think it was sort of made clear by people like Chris Johnson, they did try more than the simple reply to the, the Twitter post saying, please DM us, which people at first thought maybe that was all they did. Um, now, listen... On a surface level, if one of the sort of... If you've covered every base and sort of your number one source here being the person who posted that tweet isn't getting back to you, could you say, ah, there's nothing you can do? The simplest thing to say is yes. However, I would say this. I feel like if you have learned anything from the Kyle Beach stuff or from what's happened with Hockey Canada, which we will finish the show with in a second... um. I would spend more than what was that eight days investigating? It's pretty quick, that, sure. that is what I will say is Thanks. if Ian Cole is innocent, listen, right now only how many people really know the truth. All I'm saying is I think the league could have put more into this. I sort of joked to somebody I think the catfish group could have done a better job. Uh, Yes. The MTV catfish show probably could do a better job trying to find this person than the NHL. Uh, That's all I'm, uh, that's all I'm going to say here is I feel like more could have been done.
2: I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like the issue is I don't know what the NHL did. Like, and I think, and we're not never going to find out. It's just, The thing, but the difference I think between this and the and what happened and what went on with Kyle Beach and the way that was first off, the way that entire thing was handled prior to it coming out was brutal. Brutal brutal from the NHL's point of view. But it was beyond something was that was some that was something just posted on Twitter. That's like that's the thing here is that there's no no one's gone to the police. No one's like that's. I, I'm not trying. I, I don't know how to not come off as I'm not. I'm not trying to blame the victim here. That's not what's happening. I don't necessarily think that's what I'm doing. I'm just like, there's only so much that the NHL can do. If no one else is talking except Ian Cole, you know what I mean? Like you get that point. Like, I yes, I, I agree. I'm sure the league definitely, could have done more. I just, the number one issue is I don't know what the league did. And then from their perspective, if no one else is willing to talk except Ian Cole, and then you have the one and not, you have the one Twitter account whose DMS aren't open and hasn't replied to their DM plus the other things that they've done off the ice. I don't know what else they're supposed to do at the moment that's my that's that's my thing is no one else, no one is willing to talk there's no one at going to the there's no police investigation there's no lawsuit or anything of the kind that we've seen with hockey canada that we've seen with Kyle Beach and stuff like that i don't know what they're supposed to do that's the thing from my perspective
0: daniel do you want to i, I there is one thing i'm going to add i'm sorry to you daniel like this is a billion dollar organization i just yeah. that, that's what like you have resources i just i i i here's my view here is the nhl have not done enough to me to give me enough faith to think that they have explored every nook and cranny sure sure and, and i
2: agree with you on that but mm-hmm.
0: like is ian cole innocent or guilty gonna really admit to this who in the world like no one's going to admit to grooming people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like that there was that joke tweet going around I didn't do it, sir. Okay, well, then we believe you have a good day. Pal in the back, go out the office. It's just that isn't enough. Like, she's seeing court records. Dude, there's a story that Rick Westhead was talking about. For anyone who didn't see this, there is a woman, I think, saying that she was um, assaulted by two hockey players. I'm oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I can't remember the details off the top of my head. Oh, at Western? police were mm. which is western not well, a surprise um and sort of um again read read the book they said this would be fun um but and and, and um you know and she basically said police sort of or i should say claim that police um sort of went against press or like about pressing charges and being like maybe you shouldn't report this you know which is more common than you'd think you sure know, like sure he, Like not every time someone gets assaulted sexually or anything is always reported. So just being like court records, for example, Mm -hmm. this is just one part I'm picking apart. That doesn't really mean anything. Correct. No, 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 I a
2: hundred percent agree. Uh,
0: No, no,
2: I, I I don't disagree with that. But then Mm -hmm. if we're, if we're looking at that case, you have someone willing to talk to Rick Westhead. Yep. You reach out to Rick Westhead Mm -hmm. as the in that case, as with, uh, as the league, willing to cooperate to uh, have a discussion with this person. That's more than I think that that the issue is there's more, that's more than what they have here. that and again, I don't know what they did that, like, I don't know yeah. what they did. And and I agree with you. Like, I, sorry, I don't give the league a benefit of doubt in anything they do on or off the ice. I really don't. I, I don't think they'll run well at all. um, So again, I'm working with absolutely minimal information mm-hmm. like, again. So like,
1: Take what I say with a grain of salt,
2: purely. Mm -hmm.
1: I think, yeah, for me, it's just there isn't a lot to really work on right now. I know that and I like what you said, Adam, where he's like in, in past instances, we didn't see the NHL really handle the situation, you know, in any good way whatsoever. And right now when they said they reached out to the account, they reached out, they just want to see what they can do. I don't, I don't believe it either. And it was a pretty quick turnaround for things where it's like, all right, it's kind of like Ian Cole gets back onto the ice. That's it. We didn't find any evidence, but just man, Like this was a weird kind of thing for me because like, usually you'll see these types of things get a bit more time, but like, I don't, I'm not saying it's because of the start of the season, the start of, you know, let's get back onto the ice for Ian Cole. It's just, it was just kind of weird to me. He's like, yeah, we came to the conclusion and we're ready to move on for right now. But again, what Alex said, like, what are we really working with to make a conclusion to this right now?
0: You know, what is really annoying about all of this too, that the NHL apparently don't have, well, I think we've known this actually, don't have any sort of domestic policies to do. Um, Which is just, I, I think they've, we've known about of that kind of stuff going back to even like Voinov, people have pointed it out. Um, so, listen, they just they don't inspire trust. They they just they don't they don't. Um, Hockey Canada, uh, a bit of a bit of a positive development to be honest. Um, Scott Smith is gone. The whole board is gone. Uh, they even have some new bylaws as uh, recommended by the Cromwell Report. Um, by the way, one thing I wanted to note about that um, Ian Kenny had this tweet before we keep going. Um, according to the Cromwell Report, uh, more than half, 1365 of the 2380 registration fee paid by players to Hockey Canada has been going directly into the National Equity Fund. Um, just quickly mention that, shall we? They're gone. Um, Can I just is, add something? No, real I think quick? this came you just off of.
2: Hmm? Can I just add something real quick? Sure. The lights are still on
1: oh
0: yeah i mean so this came right after bauer i think we're were pulling support um yeah no they don't have a jersey or
1: equipment right now
0: it's uh well it was what was it someone said like they make the jerseys or was it nike
1: Nike makes the jerseys and then bauer gives them the equipment so yeah they they're not working with much um one other bylaw i believe they added i saw this on 32 thoughts the the tv segment not the podcast um (laughs) Is uh, it's a one year now term. It's no longer a two year to be on the board.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and um, in that they also mentioned that um, I think it was Elliot Friedman uh, was mentioning that maybe Haley Wickenheiser could be a name right now with the Lace organization. Maybe brought in. They haven't asked her yet. Uh, and Jeff Merrick sort of said keep a name for the eye of uh, Therese Brisson as well as people who could come in and maybe they go back to the old um. Uh, the old two president system instead of one, which apparently is what it's 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 been. Um, didn't know it used to be sort of a two thing, but that that is what it is. Hmm. So, um, now Hockey Canada now is where the real work begins for Hockey Canada, to be honest. Now we see where they're going. Now we see what they're how like committed they really are to change. Um, really, there's a big thing where they really want to be diverse on all this, which is fine and dandy. Let's see how you do it and just bring in good people you know what i mean like just bring in yeah. moral people that's the, all i want that's what people want i
2: think the important thing to remember with this story is that it's not done no it's just we're still in the middle of it we're like yes okay cool they stepped down which i think a lot of people have been asking for for months now um and it it took I don't know how long it took longer than it really should have Mm -hmm. um but I think it's just begun because now it's now is really the time where it's like okay like these guys are gone who are you replacing them with and I think you kind of brought that up there like who there needs to be we need to put people this is my opinion and you tell me if you guys disagree or you have different thoughts but to me the people you need to put on the board as the CEO, as, um, and whatever other positions you need to fill are people who are willing to be transparent and hold people accountable. Because that is what I believe, from what I've read, from what I saw, from what I listened to, what they truly lacked at Hockey Canada. Uh, and, and listen, we, they're not the only sports organization in this country who needs to do that, but, um, they need people who are transparent and are willing to be transparent and willing to be accountable. Cause frankly, I don't think they were Sorry, and hold people accountable. Uh, And frankly, I don't think they were, they've been able to do that for quite some time.
0: I think they need modern thinkers. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like I need people who have a sort of like, they, they actually know how to deal with the world in 2022. When it feels like hockey Canada again, we're old style hockey mentality. Um, again, they get is out of the box. More, yeah, there's right now the more important thing is having sort of the moral compass of that organization figured out. But and we've talked about this before. There also needs to be a revamp on the the actual hockey side of it too. And I think you need, as well as like good decent people. I think you need smart people here. Um, listen, a lot has to change, and it's not going to be quick. Like, it's not. um. But I, I think you need different sort of people where it comes to, like, can bring different viewpoints to things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just stuff like that. You need to modernize Hockey Canada is a really big thing here. And that can apply to sort of, like, every facet of the organization. Because um, it feels like they were just behind in so many different things. In both morality, the hockey side of things, there's just there's chance to be good and to be a real sort of beacon in the like in Canada again. It's going to take a long time to get that reputation, but you know you have a chance now, and you know it. it it's going to be no one's fault but their own if they don't sort of run with it here.
1: Yeah, I think it's what we've said so many times before, and then with the guests we've had, for for example, Richard Coffey, where we've mentioned that there has to not be that separation anymore of like, you know, this is going on everywhere else but hockey guys like it's i can't go back to like okay this is what we're going to see with what we want to see and leave everything behind the problems of the world do not affect hockey like let's just focus on the sport let's not talk about the other stuff and i think that is for this like a necessary change for hockey canada but it's just the first step
0: exactly anything else to finish off here guys Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, thank you for listening. We're still figuring out the exact schedule when it comes to sort of how we're going to do episodes this season. Uh, it's more complicated than it's been in years past. Um, but we'll we'll start it out. Uh, especially because there is stuff we wanted to get to today, but it was just time is just sort of a, a vacuum and uh, vacuum. I don't know if I made sense there. Uh, anyway, we'll see you next time. Um hopefully there's you know fun hockey to talk about and there's good stories um but if it's good if it's bad we'll talk about it and uh we hope that you're there to listen the whole way through thank you and we'll see you next time thanks guys